0: You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network.
1: Check. Check. Welcome back Fade to Gray family to another episode of Open Mic. I'm talking with Carly Sun, uh, a solo artist who has been on the scene for about a year and a half now, and uh, he's actually one of our Patreon members, which is how we met him. Really great guy, and uh, I'm super excited to get to talk to him today about his art. Carly Sun, tell me a little bit about how you got into doing music.
0: Well, let's see. I took, you know, piano lessons when I was a little kid. And then uh, hung it up at some point, and then uh, mm-hmm. took some bass guitar lessons, and then got plugged in at church and wanted to play music for them. So I started doing that, and then I did church music for a while.
1: That's interesting. You uh, so you st- you actually played bass before you ever touched a guitar. Uh, yeah. That's the uh, that's the opposite of what usually happens. Usually people start out with guitar and then a band needs a bass player. So they just move over, but you actually (laughs) took bass lessons.
0: Yeah. I took, well, from a jazz guitarist. So I don't know (laughs) how he was offering bass lessons and he taught my sister guitar, but I wanted to learn bass. So, but yeah, I played bass for a while and then, uh, and I was like, Oh, there's just two more strings on a guitar. I think I can (laughs) I think I can crack this.
1: Once you go from playing bass the big thick strings to going to guitar it's got to be uh, feel maybe like a little easier.
0: A little easier, a little more crowded on the fingers, especially yeah, yeah if you're starting off trying to play church music, you're just trying to strum all these chords.
1: You have a lot of people who say, you know, maybe they're they're guitar players and they say, oh man, I'd love to learn to play piano, but it just seems too complicated. But then you also have people who play piano say, I'd love to play guitar, but it just seems so complicated. Uh, Which one do you find more complicated? Huh. Or do you find them complicated at all?
0: I do. I I feel like they both are endless. I oscillate. So right now I'm in a very heavy piano phase, Um, at least what I'm doing right now, um, just cause I'm fascinated and it's fresh and I, what I'm playing doesn't feel old to me. When I get stuck in a rut, I'll usually switch back over to the other instrument for a while. Right now, guitar feels, sense, yeah. guitar feels a bit like, I don't know what else to do on here. I feel stuck. So yeah,
1: it feels a bit boring to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that for sure. So you started playing bass and then you went back to piano?
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of went back to piano and then picked up guitar at the same time. Um, gotcha. So, So like, I started playing piano again and then all of a sudden the theory dots started connecting in my head. And uh, so I, I think I, I taught myself guitar without hardly looking at chord charts. I was just mm. like, oh, wait okay, here's, here's the notes in a chord. Uh, so how can I get those notes out of a guitar?
1: Yeah. I, whenever I picked up guitar for the first time, I couldn't read even tablature and that's really the only thing I can read today, but I just sat down and listened to Nirvana's Nevermind (laughs) Nevermind over and over again until I got every chord correct, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, so that's, that's cool. What, what kind of music did you grow up listening to? What's, what's the music that really inspired you to become an artist?
0: Um, so it was fairly limited growing up. I was so I was homeschooled in a Christian household. And I think the most like mm. non-worship music my dad listened to was um Chuck Mangione or Mangione, however you say his name. Um I I I have a vinyl of Chuck Mangione's with Feels So Good on it cuz that's <laughs> that's the iconic Chuck song. Um and then I think, you know, my dad listened to a lot of Rich Mullins and Keith Green, um, and there's, so there's some things I'm playing around with now that kind of call back to like that 90s, 80s, or like, yeah, 80s church music. Um, I'm like, Oh That's yeah, so interesting. there's a golden sound here and nobody's yeah. doing anything with it. So I'm going to do something with it.
1: You know, it's funny that you mentioned Keith green. Cause I can kind of see the theatrics of Keith green kind of coming through in some of the songs that you sent me. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. so I mean, then there was,
0: I think, yeah, then I was just stuck in the church music rut forever. Um, and then certain people certain friends i would have they would have musical tastes, and i would go down that road um so i had friends that were i can't even say i don't what were they into it it feels like andy grammer and bruno mars would have been on all the time and i went Mm. down that road a little bit um and then another friend was big into post-hardcore and um and then like instrumental post hardcore I don't know if you'd call this instrumental post hardcore but like explosions in the sky yeah absolutely or this will destroy you so I I really have I really love those sounds um but those those aren't the sounds I'm making I think you'll probably you'll probably see some of that influence maybe not even that um that influence but like take me was written kind of after listening, after a deep dive into post-hardcore stuff.
1: Well, let's talk about that track, Take Me. This is the first one we're going to look into. Is this uh, the first Carly Sun track, or is this, uh, uh, you know, after many tries? When did this come about in the evolution of your sound?
0: Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of songs I've written. There's one more song that's, like, live and out that's before that called Midwest Summer, which was more of, like, a, a gag the name Carly's son is almost a gag because it's a nickname. And I just, I just wanted to like put some shit out and not overthink it. So I kind of ironically recorded a song and said, let's call the project Carly's son. And so Midwest summer is very like synth heavy. Um, it's, I can listen to it and tell that's not the first thing I would recorded. I was messing around with recording for a, like a couple years before I put that out. But um, it is it is what it is. And yeah. for now, I'm leaving it up. Um, <laughs> and I think like this, there's a song that's coming out next that kind of ties, ties that style and like kind of what I'm putting out now kind of ties that style into kind of some more of like the more, I don't know, emotional music. So I'm trying sure. to trying to merge those two styles cuz I love them so much.
1: Absolutely. So what what was writing the song Take Me Like?
0: So I had been writing mostly church music for the last 4 years. Almost exclusively church music and then we we left that church and this was kind of that the start of my deconstruction and I just I just started putting words together that gave me imagery that made me feel something yeah um and it just connected with what I was feeling at that time we had we had left the this church it was this pretty awful situation moved back from Tampa back home to Missouri and uh we were staying in my in-laws um when I started writing that And it was, it was just, uh, I, I'd kind of been writing some other things, but then this, I started writing that and I just felt it. I just, it felt real. It felt like I, like I was, you know, I didn't know where it was going, the song itself, but it felt like it was true to what I was feeling.
1: I love the part towards the beginning, uh, when the bass and the drum, you know, and keys finally all kick in uh, and you're kind of holding out this note for a long time. And it's almost as if you're losing your breath, you can hear that you're struggling uh, to keep going. And it's, there's so much emotion uh, in that moment. You know, it's, it's, it's really something special. Uh, and the cool thing is, is, you know, as you're listening to the song, it progresses in a way that's pretty unusual um, some parts whenever you get towards the middle, Uh, that a bit chaotic at times and it's you can you can feel the tension in this song and it's uh it's really really something well thank you
0: i yeah that was it was all an accident but the way it turned out was uh it's like yeah this is this is exactly what i feel take a picture show
1: Whenever it's, you know, on the softer parts, the the verses and whatnot, I really love the keys that you have there, that little Keeley line. Um, Thank with you, the, dude. It's like a little tremoload.
0: Yeah, it's my 1984, I think, Casio CZ-101. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a cool sound. It's really, really cool. Um, and the lyrics, man, the, the part you're talking about, like, make me have a strong mind so I can forget about you, you know, it's like, you're so used to crying out to God for things that, you know, yeah. now that you're kind of struggling with, with believe it's like, who do you call out to, to yeah. forget who you've always called out to? Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. It's really powerful, man. It's a, it's a great song. Thanks. Thanks dude. And, and I really hope people will go and check it out. Cause they're only getting a little taste of what the song is. Um, but it's, your passion is evident in that song for certain so oh
0: thank you sir.
1: The song is in 6 eight mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool swinging uh, type of uh, uh, time signature to put a song in. Did you intentionally write that wanting that feel or was it just something that naturally happened?
0: it it just naturally happened so the I mean the start of the song just the guitar the guitar in my voice like I just started with that that riff. And it's like, oh, I like this. And then I think I played it for like a couple of days, and then some words hit me, and yeah. then, and then, uh, like it, it was it, it, I, uh, I really think that song's my. I I don't know if I can ever top that song, at least just structure wise and songwriting wise, because I wasn't trying very hard, and the the structure of it is. Is not normal. It's verse verse, weird pre-chorus thing, <laughs> weird chorus thing, breakdown verse. Like it's um, it's definitely
1: non-conventional.
0: It's non it's non-conventional, and I it was probably just a a, a rebellion against writing church music
1: <laughs> first, which so is long. super formulaic, right? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely it's
0: it's as bad as radio pop, like it, if not worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I didn't write it all at once. I wrote, I think, the first couple verses, and then I played those for a while. And then uh, somewhere along the way, I was like, oh, yeah, this this needs to get heavy because this is making me feel heavy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and move on to your second song that we're going to talk about, which uh, is It Was All Right. Mm-hmm. Um Tell me a little bit about the writing of this song how long after take me did you start on this one
0: so the writing actually probably like over a year maybe two years um, they were a part in the writing um and I think that one I'm not fighting it so much anymore but I was fighting trying like to write about you know falling from faith or like, just being angry at faith and angry, just not even angry, but just uh, that kept coming out in my songs. And I was actually trying to write a little bit of stuff that was not about that. Um, but it's still kind of, I still snuck it in there. So it was all right from the start means like there's no original sin. That's what it means to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, kind of started it like i still start mo- most songs find uh some imagery and some words to to match it that that feel original and then kind of see where it goes and so this song was kind of to my wife um and her story is is her own story i won't i won't tell tell too much of it but it's just kind of like yeah, it's about her. I will say like there is a line in there that is like pretty sure we can't have kids. There's a line about that. Mm. Um, and uh, so I guess I can share that because that's, that's my story too. Um, right. But it's it's a song to her and just kind of, I think I wrote, yeah, it's like after year five of marriage and all the ups and downs that marriage have. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so many times fear of like, like oh man, we're done, we're done. I know we're done, and then we're not done, and things are fine. And I, in that song, I say, if we haven't by now, we will never fall apart. That's how I felt in that moment. There's still some days where I feel we might fall <laughs> apart still, um, but it's it always um, it yeah that that emotion is still true to me though if we haven't by now we will never fall apart um that that still feels true to me um and uh so yeah that was that was part of a project that i was just i i wanted to put something out um and write some stuff that wasn't about departure from faith so yeah (laughs) more heavy heavy heavy-ish subject matter though (laughs) Something, I'll tell you something. It was our
1: So many really cool things about this song, Um, you know, as you're starting out with a piano at the beginning and your soft vocals, um, something really cool about your voice is that uh, it almost reminds me of Aaron Marsh from Copeland at times, but then I hear kind of like a Zach Condon from uh, uh, Beirut little uh, vibrato towards the end of, of your, your lines and it's, uh, it's really cool because you, it's not as though some people's voice when they sing it's vibrato the whole time but you've got such control of your voice that you're able to tell it when to do the vibrato because you can hold out your notes to be clean and, and linear uh, but then towards the end you add the trill of vibrato and it's, uh, it's really pretty the way that you do that Thank and you. Um, yeah, I think it it's really cool. Of course, this song is also in six eight. Um, yeah, I,
0: I just thought of that. I was like, oh, another six eight.
1: <laughs> no, it's awesome. Uh, I actually prefer songs that are in six eight. Most of your radio songs are always going to be in four four, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that time signature. Uh, is but it is it, it just
0: in me or do you, do you, does it sometimes feel limiting that we all, bass essentially only have two time signatures to work with? Yeah, it, I mean, it does seem <laughs> Unless very, we do very jazz. Very, right. <laughs> and then everybody's just like, what the fuck? I don't care about the time signature. It's just the vibe, man.
1: <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I love the end as it builds up. And uh, and of course, your, your beautiful voice kind of not goes away, uh, but you start to add... Uh, some of the tension to your your voice and uh, you add some of that grit to it you know yeah and it's uh it, it just adds so much emotion to it as opposed to just leaving it the clean you know pretty part at the beginning and i think that that you use it to to a good effect i think it's It's not something that you're doing, maybe even on purpose, except for that you're just feeling the emotion as it's coming out. And I'm just a a passerby noticing what you're doing, uh, kind of analyzing it, I suppose. But um, it definitely creates uh, that tension that so far has been pertinent throughout your songs.
0: Dude, thank you. Thank you for picking up on that. I appreciate that.
1: Well, sure. And um, I'm also hearing that really awesome... 80s sounding synth come in there at the end again is that your casio
0: yeah yeah a slightly different (laughs) sound but uh it makes its way into almost every song that i've done so far not all of them but almost everyone um it's uh it's a gem i love it
1: (laughs) it's absolutely phenomenal it's really cool the blending of uh all the elements and i guess we should say you're the one that's playing every single instrument right
0: yeah and I have to make a note on the drums on the last two songs. They're uh, none of them are drums. They're um, one of them is a waste basket. That <laughs> <laughs> the symbol is a waste basket. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's this very splashy symbol, <laughs> and uh, I I sampled a snare sound uh, from throwing a five gallon bucket on the garage floor. Um, wow! And I mean it's not, yeah. If you know that when you hear it, then you you're probably like, oh, and then like I think I've beat on some filed cabinets and our dumps. <laughs> our, I was like hitting like on take me. I was hitting the dumpster with the plunger for the kick with a microphone inside the dumpster. Um, so yeah. So th- those those two songs are. Yeah, just household items for drums. Dude,
1: it's <laughs> hilarious how much alike you and I are when it comes to creating drums because <laughs> whenever I first started recording by myself, I would take uh, a microphone and I would put it in a, a briefcase and I would you know, hit it and that would yeah. be my bass. And then I would take uh, a, a strainer, a metal strainer, and I would hit it with metal whisks and that would be my cymbals. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's
0: so fun. Absolutely. And like... Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the next song I didn't, I didn't do that on. I used a, a 1980s drum machine. Um, oh, cool. but, uh, it, maybe that's kind of like my little niche or my little, little thing I do is I never use real drums when I record. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted to point that out cause I'm really proud of that, that I didn't use drums and, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun beating on shit
1: well it sounds cool nonetheless you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to and nowadays most people don't use drums anyway you know they they just use some sort of program or whatever Mm -hmm. um so the fact that you're still making it organically uh as opposed to programming it uh not that there's anything wrong with programming drums i do it all the time but like you know just kind of going outside the box to get a particular sound, or yeah. you know, however you want to do it, I think is really cool.
0: I would program drums, but I don't know how. I guess I could learn how, but I'm always <laughs> like, eh, I'll go beat on the dumpster, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, the last song, and this is a song that you just released uh, this last month, and yeah. it's called "It's All Right Not to Know," uh, not mm-hmm. to be confused with "It Was All Right."
0: Yeah. The working title of that song was Streetlight. And in hindsight, maybe I should have left it as that. But it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever.
1: So it's all right not to know. Tell me about the writing of that song. Um, I don't know. Like most things, for me,
0: accidents. Um, I try to write a lot. And then every now and then I'm like, ooh, I like this one. Um, and uh, that one, I didn't know what I what I wanted to write about. So, um, I just kind of started off again with some imagery and, uh, the choruses, none of them repeat, um, they're different words, every chorus. And like, there was all of a sudden this whole theme started building into my head, driving out to the forest, you'll forget there's a city. And then, um, I didn't know this was going to tie into the, the first chorus, which was, I woke up to the streetlight shining through the blinds, but I often am just like looking, For something lyrically. And uh, we had, my wife had just hung curtains in the bedroom because I was bitching that the blinds weren't, didn't darken the room enough and the streetlight kept me awake. And so she bought curtains and we put them up. And I literally quit waking up on time because the room was so dark. (laughs) So the first chorus was about that. And then again, so like this song. Like kind of went. I think I wrote this before. It was, it was all right from the start or whatever. I wrote this one before that, and so this one kind of kept started going down that road of deconstruction, loss of faith again. Um, but I put this one out after um, because I I finally decided I like I need to air this. I need to I need to let's go down this road of all this stuff. Let's see what songs come out of it. Let's let's put them all out kind of at the same time or whatever, kind of like, you know, they're supposed to be together. So this is the first. I think there's like four songs coming from that place that I've intentionally written it from that place. Uh, this is the first of those. And uh, I won't tie in metaphorically what this street light and all that means because I don't really know um my sister who's kind of like uh, one of my older sisters um she's kind of post faith like i am still kind of believes but she it kind of like it speaks to her in a certain way that i wasn't expecting Hmm. um and uh i like that so i i'm gonna leave that imagery up for interpretation um but it's yeah at at the end i realize it's all right not to know
1: (laughs) so I love it. I love it. Cause you're not taking a hard line stance. You're not saying there is no God or 100% there is a God. You're saying, you know what? I don't know. And how could I ever know? Right? So it's all right not to know.
0: Yeah. It's all right not to know. You don't have to know, uh, be the animal you are. I like to say, (laughs) um, if, if, uh, if Darwinianism evolved you in society evolved you to believe in God and it makes you happy then that's fine and if you know do what comes natural I think um, be healthy but um, sometimes the stress life is too short to stress fucking super abstract mystical concepts
1: <laughs> so <laughs> fun to talk about them they're so fun to, fun to talk out about
0: out. not fun to stress about right now <laughs>
1: thing that really stands out to me about this track is the uh heavy reverb on the guitar um this song to me sounds like it's really influenced by uh some of the shoegaze bands uh specifically the you know shoegaze emo bands where um you, you know at the end of the song you're wailing uh you're you're kind of just like a little pitchy you don't really care you're just letting it out you know and so that it's really reminiscent of that style to me because uh, you represent so many different styles uh in your music and um the uh the standout part to me that i really really like is um almost as as if a uh, pre chorus there's a there's a part where you do some vocalizations in the background It's unique and and something that's kind of reminiscent of uh, Tori Amos to me, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, so I that was a surprise um, that I really liked about this song, and I was like, oh hell yeah, that's where I got really invested. <laughs> so it's all right not to know. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, dude. Yeah. No. Um, yeah that that song I I'm trying to. I want to go a certain direction um, and I'm like, I don't want to be emo man, but there's places where it, it calls for it where it just is like, no, this is, this is, that's what this needs right now. Uh, "Ah!" (laughs) And uh, it like music to me, like I love making it myself just like, and I'm sure you can relate just like producing and it doesn't have to, like for the longest time, it's this one was probably a little bit easier cl- genre classifying it. Um, I only say that because like uh, on Spotify for artists, the algorithmic playlist it's gone a lot further on that than any other song so far. Um, <laughs> like maybe okay, maybe this one fits into a genre better. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I I usually have a hard time classifying it. But uh, I've been I've been kind of yeah, I'm, I've been, I'm putting the music out as it happens, but I'm really like trying to find like the sound that I want to do and the sound that's like me.
1: Well, that's the beauty part of not having to work with someone else. You know, their, their style is not going to pervert what it is you're trying to do and not that it would pervert it, but it would take away and it would be a compromise and it wouldn't be 100% you. Yeah. So doing this all by yourself allows you to have the control and to, 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 really experiment with whatever sounds you want to experiment with to try to figure out. And it's not like you actually have to have a certain sound, right? I mean, every song can be different if you feel like it. And that's the cool thing. When people think of the twenties, they think, uh, swing music or whenever they think of uh, the the fifties, Uh, They think rock and roll and then the 60s or the Beatles and then you're getting into, you know, other things. And like, it seems like every decade has a certain genre that people were trying to go after a certain sound people were chasing. And it's like nowadays the it's so blurred and there's so many options. Like, why would an artist choose to go one direction anyway?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, like, it's nice sometimes to put on like one band I think of in particular um like it's kind they're kind of a caricature of a band that's a vibe is cigarettes after sex um Mm -hmm. like it's nice to put it on and then after a while you're like man every song i don't i don't want to trash them but every song sounds the same and (laughs) yeah and you're like what where do you go from there like when you're like nope this is i think i was talking with somebody about this the other day and i was like actually that would be fun to do and every album is a totally different feel. You can yeah. like vibe the same vibe the whole album, um, but make it a different feel. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's something I try not to overthink. I, I'm, I'm trying to not overthink what I, what I put out. If, if I like it, if I feel good about it, if I feel like it's not complete trash, um, then I'll try to put it out and. Try not to stress it too much. Um, over time, I'm sure, yeah, people will be like, "Oh yeah, that's Carly Son esque." If <laughs> if I ever get known enough for that, but
1: <laughs> well, hey man, after you're on this podcast, you you better be prepared for a huge spike in your Spotify plays because everyone that's on here right now is going to go and check out Carly Son on spot is that your preferred streaming service that they do that on or do you um, have like a preferred yeah i'm on listen?
0: every i'm on every streaming service that i can think of um the the big ones for sure uh spotify apple music amazon music pandora and napster like i was looking at my uh just <laughs> dis- my aggregator and i'm like napster's still around like I who uses it. napster um <laughs> If I don't get famous after this podcast, I'm, I'm not going to be one of your Patreons anymore.
1: <laughs> so uh, if you want to hear more of Carly Son's story, you can also go check out Your Atheist Pastor, uh, where he talks in depth about his uh, deconversion uh, from faith. And that, do you know what episode that was? November 28th,
0: I Was a Hot Christian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the episode titled, I Was a Hot Christian. That's great. Um, and, and well, we'll let people find out what that means whenever they actually go and listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you very much for coming on open mic. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, dude. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Sincerely.